We're going to focus on verse 9 of 1 Peter 4, which says, Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. And we're going to ask the question, what is radical hospitality and how in the world is it possible for us who are so selfish ordinarily and don't like to be inconvenienced and don't like to be threatened by strangers, how is it possible for us to do this, indeed pursue it, without grumbling? And one key to answering will be to trace out other places in First Peter and then a few outside First Peter to see if light can be shed from similar situations elsewhere. Father, I want personally to be a more hospitable person, to make my home a welcoming place to strangers and friends, people who need to be here for whatever reason, and I pray that you would help me not to be a grumbler. Help us together now to be changed in the deep places of our heart so we're less selfish and more ready to give. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the context here with verse 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly from the heart, or earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality. Show hospitality probably corresponds to love one another. That's a particular way we can love one another. And without grumbling probably corresponds to earnestly. If you're earnest and sincere and deep and heartfelt in your love for others, then you won't be as prone to grumble when you show them hospitality. So let's... let's. Uh, ask what is hospitality and if you just ponder it it's a it's a good translation it means literally love of uh, affection for strangers in other words people out not necessarily uh, strange in that you don't know them but strange in that they're outside your family or outside your your household members so somebody from the outside being welcomed in to your home here show them hospitality. Perhaps the roots of the urgency of this are in Jesus' words in Matthew 25, 35, where he told the parable, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger. And that's the, that's the word in the word hospitality, love of stranger. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. So this is Jesus referring to hospitality. And if you've done it unto the least of these, my brothers, if you've shown then hospitality, you've done it unto me. So it, it gets elevated to the very point of when we welcome fellow believers into our home. It's like welcoming Jesus into our home. And so I think it, it could mean to eat, it could mean to rest, it could mean to sleep, it could mean to play, uh, it, it could mean all kinds of things that people may need. They may need instructions, they may need, to, may need to get out of the rain, it may be freezing outside and they just had a flat tire, endless possibilities. 
And are we ready and willing to risk opening our home to other people? And now what is without grumbling? Without grumbling. That's the great sticking point, isn't it? This is not this is not the only place in 1 Peter where he's concerned about this. Look at how he tells elders to shepherd the flock. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion. I've got to do this. I've got to show hospitality, or I've got to be a good pastor, but willingly. And then he, he ups the ante, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, not just doing this for monetary kickback. It's your job. You have to do it, but eagerly without grumbling, right? Eagerly. So this is not new. It's not new in the New Testament either, where Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each one of you must give, give your house, give your time, give your pastoral labors, give your heart, give your money, give your soul to people as he has decided, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful, eager, willing, non-grumbling hospitality giver. So this is really, really essential. And, and there's the great challenge. God is not in the business of calling for external show. Like, okay, just, just show hospitality. It doesn't matter how you feel. Just do it. No, that's not New Testament Christianity. New Testament Christianity operates from the heart. Love is earnest, or it's not love. It's, it's real, and it produces hearts that delight to bless others. Now the question is, how in the world do we sinners do that? And in this letter, we've seen some pointers. Here we are back at 221, and we've been called to, to suffer. And surely, uh, Peter is saying, be hospitable without grumbling because hospitality is ca- causes inconvenience. And when you're inconvenienced or you suffer a little bit or take some risk, you tend to murmur or grumble or feel disappointed or put out. And he says here, for to this suffering, inconvenience, you have been called because Christ suffered for you. He was the ultimately hospitable person. He came to welcome you into his life and his family with God, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. So that's, that's the first reason Christ died for us to model for us how to be hospitable to others. That is, how, to, how this suffering can be endured And then we get these several indications that promises of hope and reward function powerfully in Peter to help us do hard things. 
do not repay evil for evil. So if someone's been unkind to you, and then they show up on your doorstep and they need some help, are you going to say, you didn't help me, so I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to show you any hospitality because you were mean to me. And he said, no, we're not going to do that, or reviling for reviling. We're going to show hospitality. We're going to bless with hospitality. Why? For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. This is reward. This is hope. God is going to bless us. He argues the same way for shepherds. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. In other words, no grumbling in the ministry, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. No grumbling, not domineering over those in your flock, but being examples without grumbling to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Now, is this motivation by reward typical about hospitality in the New Testament? Well, look at this. Hebrews 13, 2. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. In other words, there may be a blessing for you in your hospitality. You have no idea. In fact, this is just another way of saying, well, not quite, but similar. If you've done it unto the least of these, my brothers, you've done it unto me. It's not just we're, we're entertaining angels unawares, perhaps, but that we are definitely entertaining Christ when we receive Christians. One last illustration, Luke fourteen thirteen. When you give a feast, okay, you're going to show some hospitality now. Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. You will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For, here's the great argument, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Reward again. So we, we are a pilgrim people. We are showing hospitality to fellow pilgrims. We are not trying to maximize our comforts here. We're willing without grumbling to be inconvenienced by bringing other people into our lives, into our schedules, into our meal tables where we have to stretch the food a little farther or make a little more, put a little more on the stove. Who knows what language they speak? Where are we going to put them down? We're going to sp- How about the couch? Well, maybe it's a couple. Oh, on and on and on. Our hearts throw up objections. But no, we're a pilgrim people. We're not here to be comfortable and secure. We're here to let our light shine and not grumble. And, and that letting our light shine makes one more point, which I'm going to make in another another. Um, session on this very verse 9.